Guys, our next guest is by far the most requested. The man who Dana White says is next in line for Kamaru Usman's welterweight title in a highly anticipated rematch, Colby Chaos Covington. Welcome back to your second home of Submission Radio. It's been a while. It's good to have you back. It's great to be back, boys, talking with my boys down under. All, all love and respect from America to my boys in Australia. And it's great to be back in my, my home away from home, you know, with Submission Radio, you know, my, my favorite place to talk business. I love it, man. A lot of love. Yeah, well, before we get to business, before we get your reaction to UFC 263, as has basically become tradition when there's big fights in your division, talking to you about it, uh, set the scene for us, man. Last night, where were you and how did you watch the fights? You guys thought I was watching the fights last night? You you must mean the Premier Fight League fights. You know, I was out being a, a good teammate to my training partners at MMA Masters and Colby Covington Incorporated. You know, that we had some title fights. My buddy and training partner at welterweight, Richard Mayo, you know, went out there, won the amateur uh, world title. And, you know, he's on his way to becoming a star in the UFC. And, you know, I was just out there supporting my teammates, give, boosting the morale, giving, you know, support and love to the people that I'm around every day, you know, when we're in blood, sweat and tears chasing our dreams. So you didn't get a chance to see any of the Edwards uh, Diaz fight at all? No, I did not. You know, to be honest, guys, I, I don't watch preliminary fighters. So, you know, even if I would have been watching the UFC, I, I wouldn't have been watching the preliminary fights. There's, it was the one thing about that fight, just quickly, Colby, is so Leon Edwards was winning the majority of the fight, but there was a crazy moment in the last round, in the fifth round, when Nate Diaz was able to land a good shot on Leon, he kind of stumbled it, stumbled him a little bit. It was definitely a crazy uh, moment for all the fans in the building. And if for, the, for a few seconds there, it looked like maybe Nate Diaz could pull it off and win. I mean, I know you haven't seen the fight yet, but what do you make of the fact that he was able to come back and have that moment in the fifth round against Leon Edwards? Uh, you know, I think that's hilarious. I think Edward Scissorhands, you know, he's out here claiming to be this god and he's ready for a title shot. Dude, you're struggling with a lightweight journeyman who has double-digit losses on his record and this guy's almost finishing you and you think you need to be in a title shot? That guy needs to go win 10 more fights or or 20 more fights if, if he's getting beat. If he can't, you know, get by Nate Diaz like that, that guy's a Stockton soy boy, you know. he's He's been finished by everybody. I mean, the guy's... Got no gas left in the tank. He's even saying to himself he has no motivation left to fight. So, you know, if you're struggling with a guy like Nate Diaz, there's nowhere you belong anywhere close to a world title fight. You know, it's interesting because uh, after the fight, per Brett Okamoto, Kamara Usman said, that don't help you. I guess no one deserves it. What exactly do you make of that and, and those comments? Uh, you know, I make of those comments that, you know, Marty Juiceman, the CEO of EPO, he's desperate. You know, he's so desperate that he fled the country. He fled the country to somewhere off grid so he could turn his plane on airplane mode and not have to answer calls from Hunter Campbell and Dana White because he knows he needs to sign that contract against me. So, you know, I know he's never been to Africa and he wants to claim like he this is his first time going to Africa and he's going back to, you know, give love to his country and this and that. The guy's never been to Africa. He was born in Dallas, Texas. He went to college in Nebraska. So... You know, he's trying to sh he's trying to save face and and act like he's Nigerian, go go to Africa, act like he's an African and this and that. But, you know, he's desperate. He, he's running from me. He's hiding. And, you know, he's not answering the calls from the UFC to get this contract signed between me and him. I guess in some ways, uh, the part where he says that don't help you, I guess he's referring to the Diaz Leon Edwards uh, results. So I guess 
in some ways, you guys a- agree with that. I guess in some ways, you know, the fact that you're saying, you know, Leon, uh, in your opinion, doesn't deserve the next title shot. In some ways, you're on the same case. I guess the part where he says, I guess no one deserves it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where that leaves the division, so to speak. Yeah, the, the thing about, you know, Marty Usman is he doesn't move the needle. The only needle that he moves is the needle that moves to his butt when he injects steroids in himself. So, you know, the thing is, is that Marty, he's not the matchmaker for the UFC. The matchmaker is Hunter Campbell, Dana White, all the high ups in the UFC, Ari Emanuel, whoever they want to decide. So I don't know why a fighter is trying to act like a matchmaker. If you want to claim to be this GOAT, this pound for pound great, all this stuff, you don't pick who you fight. You, you fight who the UFC puts in front of you. You fight who the people want you to fight. The people want this fight. They want Usman Covington round two. This unfinished business. There's a lot of controversy from the first fight. It needs to, the score needs to be settled. You know, he he wasn't complaining when he was getting these easy paychecks with these lightweight washouts and and Dilbert and Street Judas, the fragile guy. But now, you know, he's he's trying to find any excuse in the book not to rematch me, the guy that's the number one contender, the number one next to his name, the guy that's America's champ, Donald Trump's favorite fighter. So, you know, I, I don't take much into what Marty says. Everybody knows how fake he is as it is. You know, the guy has no charisma. He has as much charisma as the wet mop in my house. So who cares what Marty says? It's all about what Dana White and, Mar- and Hunter Campbell say at the UFC. Mm. I want to talk about Dana White in a sec, but before we move off uh, UFC 263, Colby, a lot of people saying that they think uh, Leon Edwards should fight Jorge Masvidal, like without in this interim time while you get this title shot. And I'm just wondering, I mean, you and Masvidal, that's not really something that uh, you mentioned you really care for anymore. Do you think that makes sense? Those guys fight each other in the interim rather than Leon Edwards sort of sitting around and seeing what happens? Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I think that the, so I don't know, I didn't watch the fights last night, but after you guys were telling me the breakdown of how the fight played out last night, that's not a, a title shot worthy performance. You need to go out there and solidify yourself as one of the top fighters in the world. And, and by beating a guy with double-digit losses in the Stockton Soy Boy, Nate Diaz, and not by finishing him, that, that doesn't earn you a title shot. So, yeah, it makes sense. He should go out there and fight another guy. Go fight the fragile guy, you know, Street Judas Mosfidal. That, that makes sense. You know, they have the history. You know, uh, Street Judas sucker punched him backstage. Let him fight, you know. So, it, it makes sense. I, I agree. Hmm. Uh, and just going back to Hunter Campbell and uh, Dana White, when, when was the last time that you've had a chat with those guys and they've given you any kind of, you know, update regarding this Usman fight? Yeah, I was talking to them a little bit last night. You know, they just reassured me they're going to get this fight done. You know, we don't know when it's going to be. It, it, you know, Marty's trying to find every excuse in the book not to fight. Uh, you know, it makes sense that I'm sponsored by Bang Energy. I'm the king of energy. I'm the cardio king. You know, Marty needs to get sponsored by ClearCell. All that acne on his back and all his face, man, it, it's bad. So, you know, he needs to hit up ClearCell, hit up, you know, all these companies that can cure acne because, man, that, that looks real bad, man. If, if you want a chance at Hollywood in the movies, you ain't going to get in looking like a 40-year-old virgin. Let's talk about, just quickly, the ideal timeline for you. I mean, I know this is a fight that a lot of people are really looking forward to. This is going to be just a really fun one. Um, where fans get to see an absolute battle. But ideally, where, when do you think this fight should happen? And when you speak to Dana White and Hunter Campbell, is there a date that you sort of brought up to them that works? And have what, what have they said when you bring up this date? 
you know, I, I let Hunter Campbell and Dana White know I'm ready to go right now. Anytime, any place, anywhere. So, you know, I'd like to get it sooner than later. You know, Marty was out there saying he was ready to fight in June against other guys in the division. So if you're ready to fight in June against other guys in the division, why don't you want to fight the number one contender? The guy that you have to fight your next fight. Why can't you fight me in June? Why can't you fight me in July? Why, why do we have to drag it out and wait me longer? So, you know, I just want to get this over with. I want to end his career, end, end all his hype. You know, all the media is hyping him up to be this pound-for-pound pound go, this, this – uh, this, you know, just the best pound for pound fighter in the world. It's just going to make it that much sweeter when I break him in that octagon, when I have to listen and hear the media nerds, what they have to say after I do that to him. They won't have anything else to say. If uh, Let's say things do go to plan and you walk away with the UFC title. I'm wondering, is that a situation where you'd offer him an immediate rematch if that's something that the UFC tries to do, if that's something that he wants? Or do you believe that once this thing is settled, it's time to move on to the next contender in line in the division? No, absolutely. You know, I want my trilogy. I, I've told the UFC since day one, there will be a sequel and there will be a trilogy. You know, I, I'm not going to have any stones unturned. I want this fight and the fans and the people to know who the best fighter in the world is. And and that's by me solidifying myself, you know, as the greatest fighter and not just beating him once, but going out there and beating him twice and proving it. You know, he hasn't proved it yet. So that's why I'm asking for this rematch, because I want him to prove it. If he's the best, prove that you're the best. But you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove I'm the best next fight. And if he wants another fight in me, honestly, guys, I don't think he's going to want another fight after what I do to him in this next fight. I'm a completely different, involved fighter with my new team at Colby Covington Incorporated and MMA Masters, Cesar Carnero. We've made huge strides in my striking game. Daniel Valverde, my, my judo and jiu-jitsu coach, made unbelievable progress in my submissions and my finishing skills. So, you know, I just don't, I don't know if Marty's going to want to fight me ever again. He, look at him now, guys. He doesn't want to fight me now. He's scared. He's running. He's finding any excuse in the book not to fight me. I mean, he's fleeing the country to get away from me. And guess what, guys? There's trouble in paradise. I got another little secret for my boys down under that I haven't told nobody yet. Let's just say, hey, Ali, Ali Abdelaziz, I know you're trying to avoid me. You're trying to find any way in the book not to fight me. Hey, man, I get it. You're scared. But, man, I know how scared Usman is, too. He's avoiding this rematch so bad, and he's finding out that you're not the real friend that he thought he was. That's why he's sitting down having meetings with other managers. And I just have to say, you know, Marty had a meeting with CAA, Markel Martin. They had a meeting at Swan in Miami Beach, the design district. And, you know, it's because Marty's not happy with Ali. You know, not only is, is Ali not doing what he promised Marty, he's not able to get him out of avoiding fighting me. You know, Marty doesn't want to fight me. Ali's can't find a way around it because the UFC is going to make this fight. So, you know, Marty's entertaining new managers and one specifically CAA. That's crazy. Look at you, man. The, 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 streets, is the streets are talking, as they say. How did you find this out? For a guy that um, you're not exactly friends with, you, uh, you know all the intricate details of what he's doing. That's true. They don't call me the king of Miami for, for nothing. Anytime anybody comes through the 305, I'm aware of it. I know everybody that comes through there. You know, luckily, you know, Dave Gruntman, he's running some great restaurants in Miami, Komodo, Swan in the Design District, Live Nightclub. He's doing a phenomenal job. So, you know, Dave Gruntman hosted, you know, Marty and CAA and, and Naganu came later in the night after Usman and CAA had their talk and, and you know, I, I just hear word on the street. You know, I, I know people in high places. So luckily for me, I knew what's going on. And, and hey, Ali, if you want some more details, call me, buddy. 
And don't say I never did nothing for you, Ollie. <laughs> Just quickly, um, with Dana White, uh, I know that a date hasn't been finalized for this fight, but with Dana White basically singing your praises every chance he gets, every press conference, every... He told us last week, we asked him, you know, could Leon and Nate Diaz, if it's a big performance, could they slot in and jump the queue? And he said, no, Covington is next. How much confidence does that give you and how different does that feel compared to your first title shot where it seemed like you got passed up quite a few times? How, how different is this... I feel for you. Yeah, it's a completely different feel now. You know, Dana White has tripled, quadrupled down, and, and you know, he's pretty much assured me and gave me his promise, you know, in, in writing and in words that, you know, you guys are next. You're going to fight Marty Usman for, for round two. So, you know, it's a lot different feel. I, I You know, I can see that, you know, just how sincere they are and how genuine they are, and they're going to get this done. So I believe in the UFC. I believe in Dana White. And, and I trust everything they're telling me. I trust everything Hunter Campbell's saying. And I can't wait to do good business with these guys. This next fight with me and Marty, it's going to be a spectacle. We're going to put on probably one of the best performances the UFC's ever seen. So I just can't wait to make history and, and bring a title back for America. America doesn't have a true American champion right now. So I want to be that guy, the guy that's repping the red, white, and blue, the guy that's repping back in the blue, you know, law enforcement, first responders, the guy that's representing the military, uh, you know, all the people, you know, the veterans that, that have sacrificed and, and all the people that have protected our freedoms here in America. So I'm going to put on for them. I'm going to put on for the Trumps and I'm bringing this dragon energy back and I'm going to win that UFC world title. By the way, Colby, you got a pretty unexpected call out the other day. Brian Ortega, who you had a bit of back and forth with regarding tough, tweeted a few days ago saying, let's do 165. I'll make your name relevant. We don't bitch out where I'm from, L.A., bitch, <laughs> West Up. Um, what did you make of that call out? Man, that sounds like a lot of estrogen. Man, a ton of estrogen in that tweet. Hey, Low-T City. Hey, buddy. I, it's not my fault you cheated and had to use steroids. It's not my fault you're low-T and have a chemical imbalance, so that's why you're saying all these funny things. And it's certainly not my fault that you're dating Krusty the Clown. And let's be honest, guys. He's a little midget. What's he going to do? Pipe down, Junior. You're going to get hurt. Hang on. Krusty the Clown, you're going to have to explain this one to us, Colby. <laughs> you know, I just, his girl looks like Krusty the Clown. You know, I don't think there's any uh, explaining. I think it's self-explanatory. That's just what it is. So, you know, she looks like Krusty the Clown. I'm sorry for him. Well, I'll tell you, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a few rivalries going on between Colby Covington and some of the guys in the roster, but... I want to know, man, speaking of rivalries, your good friend Dustin Poirier is getting back in there against Conor McGregor next month for the trilogy fight. And by the way, before we get into it, for anybody who's looking to make some extra dough, there's one place to go, isn't that right, Colby? My bookie is the place to go. I know you've got probably got some good videos going down. Just quickly, there's, of course, the Colby Covington uh, code word. Is that chaos or code word Covington? No, no it's code word Colby. Over at mybookie.ag, bet with the best. You know, if you want to use submissions, radio code, I can understand that. They're, they're the best at what they do. You know, if you want to use my code, you know, let's let's do half and half. Half the fans use submissions code. Half the half the fans use Colby code. Love it, love it. Okay. And speaking, of, and the, by the way, they're the best, best prop bets. Only place to go to bet. Make sure to do it, and they support fighters. And guys in the industry like us, so very, very good guys to deal with. That's my bookie. Um, let, how do you see that fight going, though, this third fight? Uh, you know, I, can, I, I really don't know. I don't know what to expect. 
you know, I, I know the person that Dustin Soria is, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody knows I have the video, you know, I had a video passed to me by someone that was sick of seeing how, you know, Dustin was treating people in the public eye and behind closed doors. So, you know, he, he was just sick of seeing that. So he passed me the video. I can't wait to release this video to the fans. They're going to lose their mind. They're going to find out the real truth of Dustin Poirier, not the gimmick that he plays, not the nice guy, fake nice guy that he plays on camera just to pretend, you know, to get some extra clicks and this and that. Dustin is nothing more than a piece of shit. The guy is so fake. I mean, he's out here knocking out a guy, an amateur that came to help him. The guy came to help him. He's a kickboxer. This isn't Khabib. You know, you're not training with some high-level fighter. You're training with an amateur that came to help you. You're knocking this guy out, concussing him. Then you're screaming, woo, and and new in the kid's face, like celebrating like you just won a UFC world title, Dustin. That's embarrassing, man. That's that's just disgusting, man. It's despicable. And, and you know, I'm going to release it to the fans, and they can be the judges. They can decide what they think about Dustin Soria and, and what type of person he is. But I can tell you the type of person Dustin is. He's faker than his than his wife Joe Lee's gimmicks on his on her chest. I guess uh, I guess you got to be uh, following Colby on social media at Colby Cup MMA for the video. Uh, but I have to ask regarding the fight, who do you see winning that one? I feel like it's a it's a tough thing for Connor to make the necessary adjustments in such a short window. And obviously, you know Dustin very well from your time around him at ATT. Who do you see winning that one? It, it, you know, if Connor can make the adjustments, if he can stay out of the way of, of the calf kick, you know, I, I see him as that path to victory. I think he's a harder puncher and, and he's a little bit more fluent on his feet. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see which Connor shows up. Is it the motivated Connor of the past? Is it the guy that's got all that money in his bank account and there's no drive and fire there anymore? So I guess we'll have to see next month. That's why they get locked in the cage, you know, to find out who's going to be. But, you know, if I had to bet on it, I'd probably pick Dustin Soria. I think he's. Uh, a little bit better in his prime and uh you know he's still slightly hungry you know he's knocking out all these amateurs in the gym and screaming like he's a world champion but in reality he'll nothing he'll never be more than a gatekeeper and he'll be Khabib's son for life and I'm, I'm pumped for the fight. I can't wait to see. See if you're right and see if everybody uh, makes some extra dough off my bookie, Colby. Um, just quickly, I want to ask you about Jake Paul uh, versus Tyra Woodley. But before we do, uh, you mentioned Prime, somebody who's coming back to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the division. It looks like in August. And I know that you're focused predominantly on your fight, but I'll ask you anyway. Uh, Hamza Shemaev, if you were the matchmaker, if you were the big boss, El Presidente, who would you match him up against? I'm just curious. Is uh, is this guy a ranked fighter? Is he in the top ten, top fifteen? Beat a ranked fighter? Beat anybody? Not yet. He, he was he was sick with. He was going to fight yet. Leon Edwards. The fight fell through multiple times. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's tough to say when a guy's sitting on the sidelines, you know, crying about his health when you know he's supposed to be in his supposed prime. So, you know, I, I don't know much about Cumshot Chimaev. Uh, you know, he hasn't beat any fighters to like get my, you know, attention and make me think that he's on my radar. So, you know, I could care less about what he does. You know, I'm focused on Marty Usman and finishing business with that. And, you know, I'm, I'm focused on bigger things right now. I'm not worried about some hype job that, you know, just got in the UFC that hasn't even had a ranked win in the UFC yet. Just uh, back on Dustin quickly, Colby. I'm wondering, I know you got this rivalry with him and um, you want to sort of show uh, the type of person that he is in the gym when you release this video and stuff, and you guys have had some back and forth. Do you got? Do you think that one day there will be a, a fight between you two? Do you think one day before it's all said and done, we'll see you in the octagon, you two uh, trying to figure this rivalry out? 
or do you believe it's just something that's never going to sort of amount to an actual fight? I think there is potential for that fight one day. Dustin's mm -hmm. mentioned coming to 170 before. He's also said in many interviews it's on site when he sees Colby, but we all know that's, you know, fake news, and he knows better than that. He knows who his daddy is and how many times I ragdolled him and threw him across the octagon when we trained together. So, you know, I, I would love to give that fight to the fans and if, for it to happen, but if it doesn't happen, it'll be because, you know, Dustin's scared and he doesn't want to sign the dotted line, and, you know, that'll be just as much as a victory because – you know, everybody will know how much of a man I am and how much of a bitch he is. So if it doesn't happen, it'll be because Dustin Soria was too scared to make it happen. I'm wondering, what, what, what's the most hated rivalry in your mind? Wh wh which guy do you dislike the most? Is it Kamaru Usman, Jorge Masvidal, or Dustin Poirier? Without, the juice, without doubt, the juice box, Marty Juiceman, the CEO of EPL. Well, I can't wait for this this rematch. Just quickly before we we let you go, obviously I mentioned Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul again. Your your former good friend Tyron Woodley from ATT, somebody who you know very well. Um, he takes on Jake Paul in just a couple of months. How do you see that fight playing out, man? Again, for anybody trying to make some money with my bookie, how do you see that one playing out? You know, Tyron Woodley, you know, former world champion has a has a great resume, done some great things, but. The day Tyrone Woodley fought me was the day that he died. The day I ended him in the octagon. He, he, he was mentally broken forever. Now he has no shame. So, of course, he's going to go out there and fight, you know, this little young pube-faced Lizzie McGuire star, you know, uh, Snake Paul. So he, he has no dignity. He has no shame anymore. He doesn't care if Woodley, you know, Woodley doesn't care to take a dive now because Frankly, he has to pay off all his ex-wives. So, of course, he's willing to take a dive from Jake Paul and get a bunch of money, a couple million dollars. So, you know, what I think of it is it's a work, you know, and he's definitely going out there to take a dive. But let's be honest, guys. I never give permission for my son, Tyron Woodley, to go fight this fight. So, you know, Snake Paul, all you little Hollywood slime balls, you know, that represent Snake Paul, get a hold of me, you know, because I'm, I'm Tyron's legal guardian and, and you don't have permission to fight him until you call me. I, I'm surprised because um, Jake has sort of had rivalries with a bunch of guys in the industry, and you would think that he would sort of target you for a boxing match. Are you surprised that he hasn't really mentioned you, hasn't really tried to build to a potential boxing match with you? Your name really has never crossed his mind? No, I'm not surprised. He's not looking to fight a guy that's in his prime and, and that can punch and the cardio king who's going to put so much volume on him, he quits inside one round. He's only looking to fight washed-up fighters that are past their time that he knows he can beat. He's not looking to fight America's champ, a guy who's raw American steel and twisted sex appeal. So, you know, he's looking for these easy fights. He's not looking for the best fighter in the world than myself. And, you know, to be honest, Jake was in my DMs after my last fight trying to be best friends and, and trying to be, like, teammates and trained. So, you know, he's always trying to be cool with me. But, you know, I got, no, I got nothing to say to him. I got no respect for him. He, he traded. He's a trader. You know, he went and train with, you know, Street Judas, the fragile guy, Masvidal. So, you know, that's that's my public enemy number one now. What did he say? What did he say? First of all, when when did he message you and what did he say? He messaged me after the Tyrone Woodley fight and he was just like, oh, good fight, bro. I'd love to train sometime. Do you, Are you ever going to come to L.A.? And I was like, nah, man, I train in Miami. He's like, oh, okay, I'm going to come out to Miami. I'm going to hit you up when I come out there. I'd love to get some rounds with you. And that was that. I never answered back. I never said anything. And, you know, he, he knows. He, he respects me so much. He knows what's up. He knows who daddy is. He knows that he has no chance against me. I've had some kids at my gym go, 
that he's used, you know, and paid to go do sparring rounds with him. And all these kids come back and they're like, yeah, that, that kid is a Disney fighter. He's not a real fighter. He's an amateur. You know, there's a reason he's, you know, the star of Disney and the YouTube comments king because he's not a real fighter. That's funny because it's one of those situations where you'd almost be kind of going for Tyron Woodley to get the W, huh? I wouldn't mind it. I think it would be sweet to see, but I just know Tyron Woodley and, and I know he has no shame and no dignity. He's going to sell out. He's selling his soul for money. He's got to pay off all that alimony, all those ex-wives. So I know Tyron Woodley's going out there to take a dive. It's going to be nothing more than that. It'd, it'd be funny, like, Tyrell Woodley, obviously, because you feuded with him for so long, but he's kind of become a baby face in this fight, almost. I'm wondering, who are you? Maybe, maybe the, the rivalry is kind of, you know, it, it's far away now, and Tyrell's kind of uh, moved on. Who are you, I guess, the least fan of in this fight? You made it pretty clear how you feel about Jake Paul, but who do you dislike more between him and uh, Tyrell Woodley? You know, my big thing is is I'm not getting caught up in this circus little sideshow clown show they got going on. You know, these little fake boxing fights they're trying to put together. You know, they're not prestigious, man. They're not high-level world championship fights and real fights like in the UFC. So, you know, I, I could care less about either guy. Honestly, they're not on my radar, and, and I, don't see, I'm not, I don't see fighting either one of them ever again or ever in the future, in the foreseeable future, because I got bigger business to take care of. So... You know, I'm not even going to make a pick or or, or pick who I dislike more because I, I think they're both jabronis. They're both jobbers, and they honestly couldn't hold my 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 sweaty jockstrap. All right. Well, he takes on Kamaru Usman. Next final question before we wrap, Colby. The first lead up to that fight was, you know, it was there was a lot of heat there. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of back and forth. Just give us a little taste. What's this second lead up going to look like compared to that first one? Ooh, this second lead up is going to be juicy. <laughs> I got some things saved up, some some points that I haven't hit yet that, that are coming. But, you know, I'm going to give them to the fans. I'm going to give them to you guys in the UFC in due time. You know, this, you know, he's obviously ducking. He's going to drag this out as long as he can. So we might not be fighting for, you know, five, six months. So it's going to be good, guys. I, I got some some tricks and aces up my sleeve. And, you know, just like the meeting I found out about him and CAA in Miami and you know, that, you know, I got a lot more up my sleeve and I can tell you it's going to be juicy. So just stay tuned. Stay patient, fans. It's not my fault. I'm ready to go today. But, you know, Marty Juiceman, he's got to get the right chemist. You know, he looks shitty in his last fight. So he knows when he fights Raw America Steel and Twisted Sex Appeal, it's a different fight. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. This one's going to be the best fight and the best lead up you've ever seen in your life. That's right, guys. And for the in the meantime, make some money with my bookie codewood Colby as well. And follow the man at Colby Cub MMA, where he's gonna release the big video. And I, I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of a lot more videos released in the lead up to this Kamara Usman fight. So keep an eye on the socials there. And of course, Bang Energy, there it is there in his hand. Um, the man that will be fighting Kamara Usman for the title next in the big rematch, Colby Covington. Thank you so much for joining us here on Submission Radio, man. Your second home. Your second home. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Have, have a great night and we'll catch up soon.